In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I am your host, Joseph A., with the lovely... Go ahead and say it, co-host, Jay, because you've been forcing it on me. (laughs) You've been forcing it on me. I was supposed to be a guest. Co-host. I am Dominique Sawadis. I love the fact that you put the accent on it. I mean, it just shows... You have to. You can't be saying it all. I say Soros. My non... I'll be saying sores. African-American people be saying sores. Don't, don't piss me off. My name is nuts. <laughs> Yo, like I mean, can gotta... people just get my names right? Because my maiden name won't nobody get right either. I don't know how I many How can you not get sober right? Ignorant folks thinking I say everything else proper, but not my last name. I don't know how many late slips I had at Western Branch, and I would tell them my last name was Silva, and they would deliberately write silver. Okay, no. Because it's definitely... <laughs> VA, not yes. VR. I don't under that stuff like that confuses me. Right, so I don't went from silver to source. Whatever. That's, that's very um. That's very wow. Yeah. Anyway. So people living under grace. This is our first episode. So I'm super excited that my best friend for all of almost 20 years is. It's been 20 years. Has it been that long? I mean, Jesus. it's not been that that long, but I mean, what? It's been three? more than half our lives. It's been more than half our lives. I mean, I ain't about to tell the folks how old I am, because I mean, I just turned thirty. A lady never tells. Okay, that's your business. I'm not gonna tell anybody how old I am. Your birthday is the same year as mine in August. <laughs> no, don't. I just said I'm not gonna tell the. So folks. I'll tell it for you. <laughs> you know my nerves. Anyway, it has been more than half our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely has been. So we figured this particular first podcast, we would just be ourselves because I don't think we can be anything else but ourselves. I mean, I don't know about you. I try not to be anybody else but me. So. Facts. Cricket. But let's kick it off. Uh, can we talk about this pandemic right now? Because. <laughs> <Woo-wee>. <laughs> you, give, you give somebody an inch and they will take a mile. So pandemic I'm... response. So. Let's do a quick check-in. Um, since it's always common courtesy to let ladies go first, uh, Dominique, you have the floor. What's going on with you in Chico, California? How are you handling this pandemic? And what is your response to it? Uh, I feel some type of way about the not being toilet tissue <laughs> or toilet paper. That's a problem <laughs> for me. Uh, I just... I, I can't help but always go back to scripture constantly. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. And I refuse to allow this pandemic to cause fear in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly praying over my children. I'm constantly declaring health and healing over myself as well as my family. So in that aspect, um, I mean, I'm not allowing it to to cause fear in my life, you know? Right. Um, the schools being out 
is a lot. Yeah. I do thank God um, for my job. Uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but I am a social worker um, with CPS. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are being very lenient um, with our schedules and flexible and giving us um, paid time off to um, accommodate for the children being out of school, yeah. um, the lack of childcare, stuff like that. Um, it's just difficult trying to balance my personal family with the families that I work with. Um, it's hard to explain to biological parents that they can't have visits with their children because of the fear of COVID, you know? Right. Mm. They already get to barely see their kids anyway. That's crazy. But maybe once, twice, if they're lucky, three times. A lot of times when they have infants, um, we like to do at least three visits a week. But for the older kids, it just is what it is. And then you have foster parents who don't trust uh, where they don't know where the bio parents live or who right. they're around. So they're not trying to expose their families, you know. So it's just yeah. a lot. It's extremely difficult trying to balance all of it. And like I said, on top of maintaining your own family and your own distances and all that. I think I'm struggling with um, understanding that everybody doesn't think the way I think. Mm-hmm. So because I'm like, uh, I'm cool off wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Right. I have to respect those who do want to wear a mask, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. That's it's my def- take right for right now. It's definitely interesting because, I mean, we just... I know for us in Connecticut, we were told... First of all, we were told everything last minute, and I think that was the general. That's the general consensus. I don't. I don't know. Let me not. Let me back up. We were told everything last minute because of our location being on the East Coast. Because I clearly remember there being. I think like the first case was in Washington State, which is over on the West Coast where you are. And so by the time news reached us, it was like we hear about it. It's like China has this new whatever coronavirus, and everybody's like, "Oh no, why are we worried about it? Because it's on the it's on the bottle of the disinfectant bottle, um, the spray, whatever Lysol or a bleach, uh, whatever um, spray you have." And then it's like, "It's it's clearly here, so it's not anything new." So they're like, "Oh, this is a lie." And then Mark, I remember. Wait, they they um, talk about Corona on the disinfectant bottle? They do. So it's I'm it, not focused. There is something on. I think it's either the Lysol or the Clorox wipes. It says, um, it's like it's 99% uh, fights a human coronavirus, which is different. It's been on there for years, but see, and that's the thing that people were saying, everybody has coronaviruses. Like the coronavirus is, or a coronavirus is the common cold. We all have had the common cold. We've all had the sniffles. We've all had sneezing. We've all had runny nose. Right. We're sick, seasonal allergies. No, I won't say seasonal allergies, but um just regular uh, flu and cold season is a a form of the coronavirus um but then they were like well this strain of the virus is very different that started off with with animals so fast forward to march all of february we were like okay is this coming to us it's not about if it's coming to us but when is it coming to us and what does that look like um and i know for us here march 13th was our last day of work um and we were told that we'll be back. Well, no, we were told that they'll reevaluate two weeks from now to see if we were going to be able to come back. And I think the first half of the second week, when we were supposed to be reevaluating, the governor made the decision for us like, nope, we're going to just keep schools closed until April 20th. And we're like, oh boy. 
and then from then on and at one point in time our our job wasn't going to pay us because they thought we were going to be back in enough time within okay. that week and then when they found out that it was actually could be longer they were like yeah no we're gonna no we can't you know no. so it's been a struggle it has definitely been a struggle because like you said parents who see their children every other weekend or every week you know are not able to really have those types of interaction um and it's and it's definitely it's definitely a challenge is to, to say the least i mean us being you know being being with my kids and doing schoolwork with them you know distance learning i don't know about you but it drives me crazy like i can teach my own students but when it comes to my own i'll be like do you act like this in school i mean they're not bad kids it's just they Ooh, jay don't even get me started <laughs> when they're not with their parents and you know it's 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 challenging it's been challenging um not sure of you know how you're going to pay certain things because you know uh, many of us that are not really working are not getting our full benefits of pay like we would if we were going to work and i just chalked it up to as i was walking the hallways the last day of school i remember i was like god you got us through ebola anthrax what was the other stuff um 9-11 like you've seen us through many things you know i remember things happening when i when we floods. were kids floods storm hurricanes mm-hmm. so it's like for me it's like if I, I can't control this right i can control my body temperature if it's a snowstorm outside i can go inside or i can get in the car turn up the heat or i can bundle up but this is something that i can't see or even feel for that matter i can't worry about it because it's something that i can't control so god i have to fully commit my worry or concern to you and i can't really worry about it and focus on it like you said like i'm cautious and conscious about what's going on but for the most part i have to walk in faith believing that god is going to keep me in perfect peace if i keep my mind stayed on him that's what the word says so true i will acknowledge god right now and say that I'm appreciative that I was not affected financially, um, nor was my husband, especially with children being out. My husband right. installs cable, okay. I'm not cable, internet. Mm-hmm. Um, with schools being out, whether you were distant learning or watching Netflix, Hulu mm-hmm. and all that, you need your internet, you know? You so internet. he was actually getting overtime, making sure people's stuff was hooked up, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when the stimulus check came, like that was just added to us, you know? Right. Um, but I feel like all of that just came in line with the fact, not to put anybody else, you know, who did no, no, that. Right. At the end of the day, God supplies all of our needs, period, right. you know? But I'm a firm believer in fast, and not fasting, tithing. My husband and I tithe constantly. Absolutely. We give constantly, you know what I mean? So I think because I tried to not consume myself with the negativity of the pandemic mm-hmm. a more positive came for us than right. negative i'll say because even down to my kids daycare like the daycare decided to open up for all essential parents you know right so and a lot of them did that uh, here too right so the kids didn't have a lot of children in their school mm-hmm. um so then that was another thing that i didn't have to worry about you know right. on top of the fact that i pray over them but there were less children in the in their class so they that was less exposure 
Right. I will say I haven't like I've always cleaned my house. I've always washed my hands. <laughs> I've always sanitized. You that's know what a, I mean? So that's it was a whole nothing. <laughs> right. So I wasn't going psycho for right. hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. You right. know what I mean? Like and I bought tissue when I ran out. Like it right. wasn't something it's I was not, like, ah, you know right. what I mean? It's it was I'm buying just not it now that because I need it now, not because I didn't. Right. It's like, what were people doing before? Were they wiping their behinds? Like, that's that's the question of the absolute year. Like, I spent my birthday in quarantine. That was the year that we ran out of toilet paper in the stores. Like, that's something to remember by? Like, what is the problem with people? You know what? I will tell you, I appreciate it. Costco being the first store to post, you will not return (laughs) toilet paper, (laughs) nor will you return napkins. (laughs) Bye, you keeping it. Period. Because we don't know right. where it's been. And we don't know right. what it's been doing. And, and don't be going crazy buying it up and then when this thing is over, you try to return it. No, keep that same I energy. I really don't need it right now. Yeah, no, no keep I, it. No, no, sell it on the open market. <laughs> sell it to somebody who cares. Right. <laughs> Get your life you and stop it. playing with mine. So. <laughs> but even then, there's never been anything that I'm like, oh, I really need this. And I went to the store right. and didn't find it. You know, like. Exactly. We were fine. I am I on the boys more about playing outside and immediately yes. washing your hands when you come in? Yes. You know what I mean? Just to take some sort of precaution. Absolutely. That does give us wisdom. You know what I mean? Exactly. But to be freaking out, no, I'd never watch the news because I didn't want that to overwhelm me. And it will. Right. There are people that was like literally going crazy, you know? Yeah. But another, like I mentioned earlier, I had to take a step back because everybody doesn't think the way I think. Um, and two, with my life being so kind of normal mm-hmm. on the sense that I'm still getting up every morning taking my children to school um, I would forget that we were in a pandemic right so in my house everything seemed normal and then I would go out and try to shop at Ross or Target and it's close like <laughs> oh, okay I forgot <laughs> or you had a, all the signs that are one I don't know if they did it there but here it was like if you go to a store you have to either but this was before the whole mask thing they would have the markers on the floor and it was like this is a one way aisle you oh yeah go, yeah i would get tripped up every single time every yes. single time i'm like wait a minute i'm going down because like oh i need that so i turn real quick and i'm like <laughs> like wait i can't go down this aisle <laughs> you know i'm getting stuck on the x's the six feet x's because oh, yes. i'm so like <laughs> i'm like yeah i did it today like uh sorry i'm supposed to be back here <laughs> just out of habit you know it's crazy it's it crazy. is. It is. It's yeah. It's so, hard. so in, even even with this pandemic, um, there's a prominent Virginia pastor, um, in the Washington Post. It was an article that said, um, a prominent Virginia pastor who said God is larger than this dreaded virus that actually died of COVID nineteen. Um, and the article was dated for April thirteenth of twenty twenty. It was like a prominent Richmond area evangelical pastor died on the eve of Easter after contracting the novel coronavirus. Um, a lot of people, even in the faith community, are saying that you have your very extreme faith believers and you have your, I guess, least extreme faith believers. And the extreme ones are saying that people need to have more faith than fear, that God can keep you and heal you. If you can get it, you can be healed from it. And in saying that, are not taking the necessary precautions to make sure that their flock is safe, as opposed to some that are taking the necessary precautions to keep their flock safe, 
are not uh, are not having services live or like limiting the number of people so i guess it goes with faith over, over fear like what is your take on faith versus fear in this situation when it comes to a large gathering of believers in in that in that instance we actually went through that you know my dad has a um has a ministry out here um we're a small congregation um let me back it up i said it earlier god has not given us a spirit of fear but of love power and sound mind with that being said my dad has reminded us a lot too that there are believing believers and non-believing believers you know what i mean the word talks about according to your faith be it unto you you know what i mean so um but also i feel like when it's your time it's your time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much i pray and if and it's according to that individual too it doesn't matter how much i pray for your healing and all that. If you're ready to go, prime example with my grandma. My dad, the 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 natural side of him, because mm-hmm. he's very in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know what yeah. I mean? But the natural side of him watching his mother die yeah. was very much like in denial. Like, no, you're gonna be healed from this, blah blah blah. And the I saw the reality, like, no, she's ready to go. She has yeah. That's a different Talked type about of being journey. ready to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how much we pray, she's ready. Right. And she knows where she's spending eternity. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. I you, yeah. yeah. You I get, get what it. I'm saying? I do get it because it's like it, it it comes with a different level of maturity to know like we because we were taught that, you know, oh we we curse death, we curse death, we curse death. But at the same time, we have to be honest, like death is a part of this process of being a believer we can't get into heaven if we don't first die either either spiritually or naturally so right i mean it is according to your understanding too you know what i mean like me and you have have had personal conversation i feel like right although our parents have raised us um in the church i definitely feel like i've exceeded my mother spiritually My spiritual relationship has definitely exceeded my mother. I have more understanding of the difference between the kingdom and religion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how there's freedom and liberty in your spiritual walk. You know what I mean? There's no bondage. We were raised in churches where you listen to a rap song, you're hellbound. And you're hellbound. You know what I mean? Like, I had once I turned 13, you walk up in the sanctuary without a skirt on. You're hellbound. It was constant stuff. It's like, always something. I can't do nothing. I used to sneak to listen to 95.7. Oh, God. And 103 gems. Uh, <laughs> on the bus with the, um, with the, oh, God, what was this, what was this show called? The, um, the Walkman? Yes. Like, Yo, crazy. are you kidding me? Me listening to a song, I'm hellbound. Everything was, you're going to hell. You're going to hell for that. Right. Yep. If you do that, you're going to hell. You're like, wait. I can't, there's no way to not get to hit like every day I'm gonna right. do something I'm right. gonna miss the mark every day every single day you know which is why the word says to crucify your flesh daily Damn. because duh <laughs> we're humans <laughs> <laughs> what in the world it's crazy can we talk about the fact that 
so many churches had to be shut down. Yeah. But they still had us essential employees going to work. It's 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 interesting. Uh, before we type exactly, because <laughs> you quoted um you tackle Matthew tw- um nine twenty eight to twenty nine and it says, um they went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, "Do you believe I can make you see?" Yes, Lord. They told him, "We do." Then he touched their eyes and said, "Because of your faith, it will happen." And right. I mean, pretty much is like okay. But I do understand the flip side of it from a leadership standpoint. And I was actually talking to my leadership about this when everything happened, because we didn't close our services until like March 20th. Like it was a week after the schools were closed because we don't have a very large congregation either. So we kind of still felt we still fit in the guidelines of the number of people, you know, that they were saying to, to congregate with. And and once that number got from a certain like 50 to like five we were like well that kind of that kind of wraps that up for us and one of the things that i appreciate about my leadership is that even though that they still wanted to have church they didn't they decided to err on the side of caution because they know that people will follow them too and you never know who is bringing what from the outside and what can possibly be exposed because number one we're we are a hot spot like the numbers just kept going up connecticut was one of i think the top five for a, a while and then we kind of yeah we went, only you know, had 34 cases see and that's and that's the difference like new york i'm telling like it was crazy it was yeah. crazy and it wasn't that surprising because new york connecticut new york and new jersey we all sit together in that tri-state yeah. area so our numbers were astronomical. If we had about 34 like you guys had, we probably still would have been going to church. They wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been a need to have a large or a drastic change of people congregating together. And, you know, it's, that's like the Bible always says too. Um, not the Bible, I'm sorry. That's why it's always taught when reading the Bible, we look at content and context. What was going on in that time period that caused for certain things to take place and this is right. why they responded to it so okay. so it, it it's 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 very interesting it's it's very my dad was definitely bashed by some pastor some new pastor too i'm sure right because we were still holding service granted my dad did put up a sign that said like we're not open to the public um but yeah this new pastor who mind you works at the verizon store and was still going to verizon oh i can't be a part of this you're not obeying the laws of the land like all the extras did nobody bring up the scripture about god not giving us the spirit of fear nor did anybody bring up psalms 91 and that, that was really clearly states about you know what I mean, right? Psalms ninety one was the most played, um, I right. think, played scripture on the day after. It, it was <laughs> not, not not pastors out here. That's crazy. Right, my dad was the only one. That's crazy. But I'm gonna tell you, despite the fact that we and my dad definitely has less than fifty people in the congregation, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, it felt really good to be around like-minded people Mm -hmm. and to not feel like not see a mask and not you know what I mean like during meet and greet we still 
embraced each other. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. A sense of normalcy. You get right. that's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Yep. It did feel good feel good. And I'm gonna tell you that not one of us get sick mm-hmm. at all. Not a fever, broke, not nothing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we were all fine. So at the end of the day, it goes back to according to your faith. We were right. constantly we're healed, health and healing. You know what I mean? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Right. And also too, Mark 16 and 18, I love the scripture. It says, they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you know what? People were saying that too, like even with the laws of the land, right? And I have to go back if I really choose to be that type of investigative reporter and say, listen, I'm going to find out if the governor of Connecticut actually said that. I know that a few weeks ago, uh, President Trump has said that he was like demanding churches to open and he was going to open open them himself and was like, yeah, and the governors have no choice. And our governor, um, Ned Lamont, he was like, well, I never closed churches. I just said that the number of like the number of people gathering together is this, that and the third. Which, if that's the case, then if you want to play on words, then he technically, if that is the case, he technically didn't cancel churches because he just said the number of congregants congregating together. And it's not, the laws of the land are, it, it's it's very, it's very interesting different people, different people in their beliefs. Like even my dad was like, he has a problem with people or government trying to keep people from their God. And while all that sounds cute, my next question would be, well, what God are they serving? Are they serving the building? Because really we carry the Holy Spirit in us. And if I was- We are the church. We are the church. And if my pastors say, hey, listen, I'm done with this. I'm out, church is closed, find another church. What am I gonna do? kick scream and cry no i am the church i probably find another body of a sim of, to, to fellowship with but i'm not going to like be devastated over the fact that well dad you know this was there are many other places to congregate and assemble together but it, the the real question comes in do i have the faith that god has given me to worship at home and when i get to the house it's corporate worship. The Not only just the faith, do you have the discipline? Right, and that's the thing too. God is working on me with that because I'm gonna tell you right now, like there's been times when I, as a worship leader and as a minister, I've had to come to grips with some of the stuff within myself. Like, okay, do I really, do I do this because I have discipline? Or do I, like, why are you doing this? And I've had to ask myself that question because it's like sometimes I can, I'll, I'll lay in the bed, and I know I need to be reading my word or, or there's times where I have more free time and I'm just exhausted, but I know I should be in my Bible more. And it's like, I'm gonna be honest, there are moments and times in my walk where I'm like, yo, I'm just, this is crazy. Like, I don't feel like spending time. That's my honest truth and that's my truth. And if anybody wants to crucify me or tell them my truth, God would rather me be honest and tell my truth than put a mask on and be like coming down people's throat. You know what I'm saying? Well, with this corona, everybody wants you to wear a mask on. Well, Let me up. say. <laughs> scripture clearly states that we are in this world, but not of it. And I feel like there are some Christians who are thirsty. Thirsty. To be of this world. Thirsty. So when the government says 
we shutting down, blah, blah, blah. Christians running hot. No, this is the time where we should be pressing in, interceding for those people who were affected, yeah. interceding for people to not be affected. You know what I mean? That's not when we shut down. We press in harder. This is our job. Our pastors, teachers, apostles, evangelists, they are there to equip us. Right. To build people up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the time for us to, oh, well, the government said, okay, well, you're in the kingdom now. Your citizenship <laughs> is in heaven. Yes, we abide by the laws of the land. You know what I mean? Yes, right. we pray for people in high places and all the extras. But you're a part of a new norm. Right. So have you been praying for folks? What are you doing? And my dad every Sunday has always recorded the service. You know yeah. what I mean? So that was nothing for him to just continue, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, our ministry is a handful of people. We ain't skipped a beat. We in Wednesday Bible study every week, Sunday service on Sundays, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And like I mentioned earlier, did nobody have a cough? I will say, and I've been seeing a lot of like joking memes about this, mm -hmm. but for real, for real, I may have had something going on <laughs> in the beginning of August. Jay, I have never, ever had to take an off, like it's been years that I've had to take off work because I was sick. Mm -hmm. Years, Jay. And I, when I tell you my body ached, my throat was, it was hard for me to swallow. I was put on antibiotics. Didn't know why. After the fact, I found out that they, they said I had an upper respiratory infection. Let me tell you. Right. So I'm like, uh, what the heck? But I was like down for the count. Like it got to the point where my husband, who barely prays out loud, had to lay hands on me. Come on now. I think it's because I'm the Come only on, female in this house. And who was going to cook? But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was bad, Jay. And then all of a sudden, this corona stuff hit. So I ain't gonna say I had the corona, but so so let me tell you, right? So and and this is what we were talking about in church too. We were talking about it like right before we we close the doors and transition to online services, and um because we never skip the beat. And so I just want to put that plug out there. So <laughs> right before, um, right before the whole acknowledgement of coronavirus kicked in i had heard about it but i wasn't really paying it no mind i was like whatever i had got sick in february had like this bad cough and fever every day and it was i mean it was crazy treated it like a normal cold whatever because i was still going to work because i'm not using sick time because i will just drug myself up because yeah i know you was not around them kids with a fever listen i drug if myself you don't up. Sit down <laughs> <laughs> you well, better take the, that pay time off by the time i got to work my fever was gone and my fever never hit over 100 it was always like 99.7 so but i, I don't know why men don't like to use apto listen because i use my sick time for my kids so uh, yeah, you know what? That's just minute. just All in right, case yeah. because you know yeah. them they be sick and then they yeah. take time off. So right. So that was whatever, and I got better. I want to say like like the end of February, I got sick again. I was at work this time, and all of a sudden I got chills. I got like a like a cold sweat, and I had some Dayquil in my classroom. I had went and grabbed that and and doused it like I downed that John. And then after that, I felt better. But then I started, I developed a cough. 
And then it was hard for me to swallow. And I went to the hospital that time. This was when the coronavirus was really starting to be speak like spoken of heavy. So I went there and I was like, You didn't tell me about this. No, so right. I didn't tell many people about this too. So I went to the hospital, I went to the emergency room, and I was like, I just want to make sure that I'm okay because I just got sick before and I shouldn't be getting sick like this again. That's kind of not normal. Um, because being working with kids, you build an immunity to being sick to certain things. And I'm like, this is kind of abnormal to be sick twice. So they tested me for the flu, they tested me, they ran my blood, ran my blood, they checked my um lungs and everything, couldn't find anything wrong. They were like, you just have a bad viral infection. I said, okay, because I want to make sure, because I'm hearing all about this corona stuff in China. And I'm like, what is that? And it was like, no, that's coming from bats and you don't have to worry about that. This is before they even had a test. So when all of this broke out, my, my apostle was like, you know, some of us probably already had it. And then I started thinking about it. And then they started talking, she started talking more about it. She was like, you had that cough and that fever. This one had the same thing. Like we were starting to put two and two together. And I'm like, it's a possibility that I had already had this and didn't even know it. And Jay, God I couldn't sing. Right. I couldn't sing for a good three weeks. I was, I was still leading worship. Dying. I couldn't. I had no voice whatsoever. I was. I didn't either. But I was pushing, and I was like, "Yo, this is hard." This, it would, let me tell you how bad it got. You ready for this? It got so bad. I lie to you not. It got so bad. I went to service one time with my jean jacket. After worship, after leading praise and worship, I went to go sit down, and I just covered myself up as if I was under a blanket in the front row, trying to be participating in the worship experience. Because I'm like, I'm not going to allow anything to hinder my praise. I didn't know that it could have been that, but they tested me for the flu. They said it wasn't the flu. And they tested me for strep throat. They said it wasn't strep throat. So, I mean, it's crazy. That's the definition of seek first. (laughs) (laughs) And all these things to be added to you. Listen, Crazy. I mean, that's where that's where you're supposed to go. Shoot, you're supposed to go to the church house when you're sick. That's where the healing at. It ain't at home. Shoot, that's where you contracted it. You better get in there and get on your knees. <laughs> Fall out on that altar. It's crazy. Walking that healing. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> we got to go pay some bills. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Plug. People living under grace. Stay tuned. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's totally free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Here's how to get it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm on your computer to get started. You don't want to miss it. All right, you are listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I am your host, Joseph A., with... Dominique Sawadis. So can we? Okay. No. (laughs) Oh my god! The doorbell rings. Saved by the bell, right? That is Nico. 
this is what happens when you do this from home during a pandemic and you're socially distancing. Nico. Nico rang the doorbell. I'm done. So he went outside the door to ring the doorbell? Yes. Aren't you a social worker? What? (laughs) Tried it. Okay, we're back with the plug, People Living Under Grace, and segue to another article that I was reading about this whole pandemic is starting to annoy me, but I mean, we're, we're and look at us right hey, now. How did you consuming this- yourself with these articles? Well, because, you know, this is the plug. We got to provide, you know, because people like you don't read or look at the news need to at least be informed as to what's going I on. I am people. I'm just saying, you are... <laughs> You are. I am so people. Yes, you are. I can't. Wait, that's like um, I was watching something on um, what was I watching? A different world, and it was Whitley. Like, I am. Like, you are female, Dominique. You are people. You are female. Which was that mean? Because some people be some females be all up in it. <laughs> I just I don't have time to be consuming myself with negativity. That's why you're the. You know what CNN for the stands for? No, no, no! Don't say it, please! Don't say it. Constant negative news. Ain't nobody got time. Well, good thing that we're not. This article is not from CNN. And it's actually from Christianity Today. Okay. Well, I'm all ears. So, all right. So, COVID nineteen is not God's judgment. Is the title? It's dated from or for uh, April twenty first, twenty twenty, and it was saying that a prominent church where the author lives has put a billboard up saying that drew citywide attention. It says that coronavirus is a judgment from God. This is the most common question that's been asked by several people since the pandemic started. It's very easy to quote quote Bible scriptures to support this position, like the plagues in Egypt, the destruction of Israel, the book of Revelation, prediction of pestilence, and so on and so forth. Dominique, what is your take on this alleged billboard that says that COVID-19 is a judgment from God? Drops Mike. Okay, I just started thinking about the Prince of Egypt. I was thinking about that too. Yes, Moses was warning Pharaoh, like, Pharaoh, for real? Like, you really gonna have to let Jesus' people go because some bad things is gonna come. Others were warned as well. The ones who believed what Moses was saying and believed that God was speaking through Moses, Mm -hmm. they made sure they put the crosses on the doors and all the extras, you know? Yep. Um, And that, what was it? The death angel? The death angel. Yes. Swoop right on past their house. Captain movie, you know? Um, And I'm going to say, I like... We all know that I don't really be into the news and all all that, you know, because I just don't want to consume myself with that. Right. But I am on social media and yeah. I haven't seen many Christians who were affected by this pandemic. Yeah. Let me say that. And not to throw shade on those who were, you know, I'm still praying for health and healing. I'm praying for those families who are affected for peace. You know what I mean? I'm praying that they're okay. But um, I think it was something that tested our faith, period. Absolutely. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? What would Jesus do? Remember them bracelets? Exactly. That everybody was wearing? 
Yes, you have to constantly ask yourself with any situation that comes about, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus be wearing a mask right now and hiding in his house, watching Netflix and eating a bunch of snacks with a pile of toilet tissue next to him? Like, no, he would be around here. Do you think he'd be social distancing? Absolutely not. He'd be laying hands on folks. He'd be calling things that be not as though they were. You know what I mean? He would be setting people free. Like, why are there so many scared Christians? Boss up. What is your? But at the same time, you can only go as high as your leader. That's and true. And if your leader ain't there, then going high. That's sad. You know what I mean? I will say that. I mean, it is. It's, it's a sad thing because what I will say, I don't. I definitely don't believe that this is judgment from God. Um, no, there is I no judgment. Do... There's no condemnation when you're in Christ Jesus. Right. Um, do trials and tribulations come? Yes. I do believe that God uses things to get our attention and to help us shift our focus. Um, Just like you haven't really seen a lot of Christians being affected. I've seen and heard a lot of Christian leadership um, being affected by this virus or the effects of the virus. Like I have a friend whose mom just passed away um, from the virus who was a pastor. Actually, I do. Um, I do know a girl. I was in a wedding with her. Yeah. Um, And actually her father had it first. And she That's was very the, like religious. Her father had it first. Wait, do we know the same person? No, it's a totally, totally different person, but similar situation. Yes, her father had it first. Um, mom was taking care of him. She got it and died. So now her father is living with this guilt of, you know? Yeah. I lived and I'm the reason why she had it, you know? It's sad. It's sad. A lot of people, even from the Church of God in Christ community, have lost a lot of faith leaders and what I, I see that to be God is shifting the guards there's a change in the guards because a lot of stuff that was going on God's kind of I mean for me I believe that he's allowing this to kind of clean up house and the shift order back into the house of God I don't believe that it's like the articles like the even the author of the article said that they didn't believe that it was judgment so to speak but I do believe that God uses trials and tribulations to get us back on track to where we need to be. And well, because judgment is a form of a form of condemnation. The word says there's no condemnation when you're in Christ Jesus. Period. So I would agree with that. There's I don't think it's a judgment at all. And we're not supposed to judge people. Can we inspect fruit? Yes. We can definitely inspect fruit. Yes, but I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> we can definitely inspect fruit. Yes. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I did hear one girl. I wasn't like super tight with her, but we were in a wedding together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, right before Mother's Day, her mom passed away. So wow. it's super sad. And I, I, you know, my prayers are are with that family, you know, because it is rough. Yeah. But. Like you were saying, with the, the Kojic Ministries, a lot of that stuff is, a lot of what they teach you there is, is traditions of a man. Right. You know? It's a lot Not of Not really kingdom stuff, you know? Where in the Bible does it say, I got to do this when I'm excusing myself? Please, let's not, please, let's, that's a uh, whole. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, like the one finger, John, like, that yeah. comes from slavery and wanting right. to be excused from, and don't even get me started on slavery. <laughs> It's just so many like traditions, you know, that they're stuck on, and yes. like. Not church pastor, in general, though. Right, the pastor has to sit 
up on a pew and be like, Jesus didn't, he was amongst, he was in crowds. Like people were just crowded around him. It wasn't like, and my dad, when we go and visit other churches, my dad refuses to sit up on the altar, on the stand. Like mm-hmm. he is like, no, don't be putting me, don't worship me. You know what I mean? Because I'm worshiping the same God y'all are. You know what right. I mean? It's God that's working in through me to get the message out. Like I'm not the God, you know? Right. I remember when I went to a church where there was an apostle, and it was just like, everybody worshiped her. Like, y'all. And it was like, it, oh, prime example. I was a part of a community gospel choir out here. Mm-hmm. When the apostle walked in the room, it was like, stop what you're doing clap for her and all the extras and I'm like wait is she just a person like we are I'm confused I mean I'm gonna speak to you of course like and she was a very sweet woman but it was just and it wasn't even her that wanted all that it was the choir director that was just over the top stop and she was such she's such a humble little lady you know and she would like wave at us you know but he was doing dos mucho it no we didn't need to do all that <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I think people do they just forget that like yeah no like i remember when i was growing up in virginia like we would have um we'd be in the middle of a service or whatever and bishop would come through bishop Russell would come through the side door and he would try to get up there kind of quick because he didn't really want the attention so to speak because you know the service was already going on and people would stand up and i mean i get it from that from that standpoint like you show respect and honor for the office that they are in and that they carry but don't worship the person because he will always point you right back to god like he didn't like to be called before he was elevated to bishop people will call him reverend reverend russell and he did not like that because he's like the only person that you should be reverent reverencing is god like call me pastor right. or whatever. And that's how my dad is like too, that. yeah. He did not like being called Reverend Russell. Like he was like oh. How about every time we get up, I like to give honor to God who's ahead of my life. I get give honor to blah blah blah. Like <laughs> And I mean we actually he, Can you just tell your testimony, please? Like we were actually talking about that. Like I, I was um we were actually talking about that in church not too long ago. And um when when church in used to have, you know, protocol as far as the respect goes. And I do remember like yes. honor to the spirit of you know, Christ who was ahead of my life to the pastor and first lady. To the pastor, and it was everybody though. Don't let it be t- testimony Sunday. Everybody who yeah. said, Okay, I like to give honor okay. We gave it like, like I think that at the certain after like the, the first or the second one, I think I think we've already acknowledged honor to God. Um, Just being here, we acknowledged it. You know what I mean? Like we prayed before the service started. We and we ushered the Holy Spirit in. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm confused. Jesus, I'm just, uh, thank you, God, for deliverance. Oh, my gosh. Well, that brings us into our, our next segment, um, our wrap-up segment. So, in this pandemic, right, um, I know that I've been working on several things that I've been pushing under the rug because I just would always say I did not have the time to do. Like, this podcast is one of those things. It's like, I don't have time. And so as we yell at our children in the background, because that's, we're at home. I made sure I muted my stuff. They get on my But like, you know, the podcast and, you know, doing other things, you know, as far as getting knowledge on things that I didn't know about or may have forgotten about studying more. So 
um i can go into all of that but dominique like for you like what has this pandemic kind of shown you because i know you're still working shout out to the essential workers because you guys are amazing thank you for everything that you do but thank you even in that what else has god been showing you to do um so what i have done was applied to the msw program the county that i work for they encourage you to promote and uh, get your master's degree uh, they're even willing to uh, make your schedule flexible. That's what's up. They're like flexible with your schedules to accommodate for classes. Um, yeah. So I did apply to that program. I did find out that I got into that program. Um, so then I applied for this program called Title IV E. Um, and in that program, um, they cover the cost of tuition. So I said up. all that to say that in August I will be starting the MSW program on a full ride. Um, hey. Paid internship because I work for the county. I just have to work for a different unit um, to get some experience in another. Right now I'm a primary worker. So I'll probably do something in foster care or something to see what that's about. Um, yeah, it's a blessing. How I'm going to juggle being a wife, a mother of three, going to school full-time and working full-time, I don't know, uh, by the Lord's strength. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, but I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to take on the challenge. It's a two-year program, and I just keep picturing myself with that robe on. Come on now. That backwards, you know, that thing that goes the hood. Is that is that what it is? The hood, the blue. I think it's. Blue. I should, yeah, I should probably learn what it is. <laughs> speak it, speak it. I'm gonna see what it is in two years. Well, we definitely because <laughs> that's crazy because we're both we're both. I'm already in my MSW program, and you're yes. starting your MSW program. So I'm sure as you start, I'll be able to kind of like help along the way. Please, you got some like books. That. I mean, the program does cover your books, but. Oh, that's what's up. That's even better. Yes, they cover your books, tuition. Um. And because I am an employee, they will reimburse me my mileage. That's what's up. Yes, yes. Major come up. That's a major come up for real. Yes. So it's, I mean, it's 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 all in his plan. I mean, we can't, we don't understand sometimes why God does or why He allows things to happen. But I will say that this is a definite learning curve situation for all of us. Right, and I will tell you the one thing that I'm sh- I was struggling with was the school piece. Yeah, I have one child who is in school, and he goes to a Montessori school, so they don't have homework. They mm-hmm. do all of their work at school, and there's just been packets and packets and packets of work. Granted, they did give them a, a little um, Chromebook, okay, so that's helpful. And they do like Zoom classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank God that daycare opened back up because I would just <laughs> I send packets of work to the do- to the daycare. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, like it's stressful. It was I tutored math all through I college. Remember. In high school, I always helped people, but it's something about helping my own child, and I'm just like, uh, it gets frustrated because like you, it's like you should know level. this, right? Like I know this. You are should you know playing? this. Are you playing? Like you don't know or what? <laughs> are you trying to frustrate me so I can tell you to get just go away? Right. You know what I mean? And like, I feel bad for them too because 
home is where they're programmed to relax. Exactly. Not to be in school mode. You know what I mean? So I tried to have some sort of empathy for him with that. But I'm just like, come on, let's get at least two assignments done right. a day. You know? Right. And even that's been a struggle. Jesus, when is school over? Uh, listen, I, I, know for, <laughs> I know for us it's June 16th. So I'm, I'm tired of asking about how many works you got done and being frustrated. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I know my spending has gone down though. With stuff being closed, I ain't been spending a lot, so my savings have gone up. <laughs> That's what's up. Preparing and planning and potential right. stuff. Yes, because we have been looking for houses. So. It's time. This two bedroom apartment is not the business Come on, speak for it. three children. Speak it. Mm-mm. So good. I'm walking in I'm walking by faith with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for me, like I said, you know, MSW, tired, tired, tired. It's like Lord help us because my school, their school, constantly looking for things to better my walk and learning more about the word and what this means and what the asking more questions. It's just, it's it's a, it's a lot, but it's 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 a good a lot if that makes sense because if we were at work if i was right. at work because you you're still time. working yeah i wouldn't yeah. have i wouldn't have the time like i would be trying to fit it in my schedule or my brain and then i'll forget because oh yeah i have to go to work or i have to but take even care starting this work. podcast that's a, like it's great that you've big, been able to find time to do it and it was crazy because i i said to the lord when it when it started even before it started i was like god because he reminded me of it i was like god I don't want to leave this pandemic when we go back out into the real world, like when work actually starts again. I don't want to leave empty handed. Like I want to have said or done something that I've accomplished and set out to do without procrastinating and making excuses. There's no excuse. Like there's absolutely no excuse. So if this thing had ended like a month from now, right? If it ends a month from now and I'm like, I have nothing to show for it. I can only blame nobody else but myself. So facts, but I do want. I did see a lot of posts that was like talking about like, you know, you have all the time in the world now. There's no excuse for you not to get things done. Right. But at the same time, there are all those people whose faith is not on the level of ours. You know what I mean? Right. And they do need to use this time to relax. You know, right. gather your thoughts and don't feel the pressure of needing to accomplish something right now right is it good to yeah you know what i mean but if you don't okay (laughs) it's all right (laughs) exactly (laughs) but don't sit in that for too long you know what i mean move forward you should be always progressing always progressing like it's really easy to get stuck and stagnant and then wonder like well dang where did the time go like i was just in march and now it's april like what yeah what in the world it's crazy right so i'm excited i'm excited for our conversations and and doing you know what god has called us to do because ultimately you know the word says that you know our gifts will make room for us and he'll give us the ability to create wealth and i mean i don't know about you but i definitely see us both working and working our degrees that benefit the kingdom and being able to financially provide and sustain our family so that's ultimately right. what should be happening right it's one of the things in my vision board i checked off once one thing by getting into the msw program 
Yes. Um, I have another thing is being a life-changing social worker. One thing is my house. So I'm believing God for that. And yeah. I have my business up there. I have my Range Rover. Come through, my Range. Bins. I need to put my Beamer up there on mine. I'm like, so you to... better do it. Shoot. Listen. Write that vision. Make it plain. Make it plain. Habakkuk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But this has been a good, I mean, this has definitely been a good first podcast launch like i'm excited i don't know about you but i mean i am too who would have known that our conversations would have been recorded i mean we have pretty good content i think i mean (laughs) 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 we just see eye to eye jay we just we do even in our even if even in our differences we still see eye to eye like we may not agree and i think that's that's okay because we're all our own individuals we're it's okay and everybody should be able to foster their own conversation and point of view and not get upset about it. Right, and not feel judged or right. any of that. You know what I mean? Agree to disagree, respect differences, and keep it moving. And yeah. keep it moving. With that being said, as we keep this train moving, you are listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace, Episode 1. I'm your host, Joseph A., with The Incomparable. I kind of said it over you. So let me say it again. Dominique (laughs) Sawadis. We're out. Peace. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of The Plug, a subsidiary of Celebrate Jesus Initiative, copyright 2020.